If you're looking for an introduction to the magic of plants and the power of herbalism, then look no further. Christine Buckley, a Detroit-based herbalist, professional cook, and author of Plant Magic, Herbalism in Real Life, has crafted an upbeat and informative guide that lays the foundation for an at-home herbalism practice. Christine's debut book offers a series of plant profiles, recipes, and tested traditions that illustrate how herbs can be used as a way to take care of ourselves each other and the earth and she joins us right now we're also taking your calls if you have a question for christine about using herbs for health or as a source of food give us a call at 313-577-1019 christine welcome to culture shift hi thanks so much for having me oh thank you for coming on the show today so uh, before we dive into the book i just kind of want to check in with you about how you've been doing during this health crisis especially with your background as an herbalist uh, have you been relying on some of the knowledge that you have to keep yourself healthy yeah, definitely. Um, I was actually just having a conversation with another herbalist the other day, how hard it is, even as a person who's been trained in how to identify plants and administer them to others and to prepare medicines and other remedies, how difficult it is to even do that for myself, especially when we're feeling super overwhelmed or stressed out, like how quickly routines of care fall away. Um, and how important it is to just, like, take small steps. That's really what I've been noticing for myself is, like, what a difference a tiny bit of care makes. Mm. So the framework of your book, Plant Magic, gives us a breakdown of how we can use plants as a resource for healing and, like you said, taking our care of ourselves in this holistic way. Uh, would you be able to take us through how and why having an at-home herbalism practice could be beneficial during this time? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there's a couple of reasons. One being that uh, the people who are tasked with more like formal care right now are healthcare practitioners um, and those people that also support clinics and hospitals, like the staff, um, you know, they need all the resource they can get and they're having to make extremely difficult decisions. And so in in a way that we're all looking out for each other and caring for one another, it makes a big difference that each of us can help one another with small complaints or to ease stress or to relieve, um, like, for example, seasonal allergies and be able to differentiate the difference between, like, an allergy and maybe a more serious, the onset of a more serious illness makes a big difference, um, not only for the people who need all the resources they can get in the hospitals and the clinics, but then also for us in order to stay connected and empowered in our health. Um, it's also a really great way to bring more delight and joy into your experience of eating at home and sharing with either yourself, if you're spending most of your time alone right now or with the same people, um, having a little bit of an understanding of what lives in our natural world, which we can ingest or apply topically means like a lot of space for creativity and experimentation and connection with our natural world and also like a lot of relief. Um, so those are some small ways I think that kind of having an awareness and an understanding of how plants can alleviate some of the stress and the overwhelm we're experiencing right now can work. Uh, Christine, we're getting a ton of calls. So we're going to go to Mark in Northville right now. Mark, are you there? Yes. Hi, Hi. What, what did you want to ask Christine? I've uh, been growing some herbs outside, mostly perennial, and I've been thinking about dabbling with some infusions and oils, yeah. uh, herbal oils. And I was wondering what the nutrient value, sustainability is with those. 
and maybe some methods. Um, well, if do you the the sustain what do you mean by the sustainable value? Well, just how the nutrients are um, I guess are they weakened through heating in the the process or um, is that yeah, a good way to still That's a great question. Um, most most of the time when we're making um, like infused oils from herbs, we're using those plants to, we're using those oils topically. Um, and oils are a really great way to deliver the medicine for plants on our external body. It's a great way. It's not going to diminish any, any of their actions. They're, they're meant to be administered that way. Um, so the key, but the key is to not get your oil too hot. Um, and you can use a thermometer or you can just kind of keep, the goal is to keep things low and slow. So you can't just set it and forget it. You can't just like put oil on, put an, oil on a water bath on your, you know, stovetop and walk away. You have to check in on it to make sure you're at home. But um, so long as you're not crisping the herbs, you're not going to damage their integrity. Hey, Christine, I just want to again say we are talking to Christine Buckley, author of Plant Magic. This is a brand new book out uh, right now. You can find it. Christine, where can people find the book? It is available um, through my publisher's website, and I'm pretty sure they're still offering free shipping right now, Roost Books. Um, they're based in Boulder. It's also available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, IndieBound. It's at Source Booksellers in Detroit. Um, yeah, I think I'm not sure if it's at 27th Letter. Um, yeah, those are places that you can get it. Right. Excellent. So we have actually so many calls coming in. We're going to go to Sandy in Dearborn right now. Sandy. Hi. Hi. Did you have a question for Christine? Yeah, thanks for doing this. Um, I recently, I don't know, last few months, maybe last year, started um, buying a lot of spices to reverse some inflammatory issues that I have. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yesterday, it's like I can't get enough spices. So, you know, and in the mornings, uh, what I do, I put turmeric, chives, basil, dill, ginger, pepper, oregano, on um, on what I eat, I, I ate some vegetables this morning and an egg, and I put a ton of it on my eggs. I can't get enough of it. Great. Um, but my question is, you know, is there such is there such a thing as oversaturation? Um, you know, am I overdoing it? You know, I love turmeric. I've fallen in love with turmeric. I can't get with cumin yet. I'm trying. Um, but, you know, and I know pepper is good for you, um, but I put it on everything now because I, I feel like my body my body is craving it. I need yeah. it, and I have some issues. I'm a woman of a certain age, and I know this is helpful. I'd rather do mm-hmm. this than to take a pill. Is yeah. there an oversaturation uh, issue? I think in the beginning when you're figuring out, the more the merrier. It's important to figure out, like, A, which tastes really vibe with you and then also how the plants make you feel in your body and so it's important that you can do it as often as you can that you're doing it every day like you said in the morning and the volume of the volume of the spices and herbs that we have in our kitchen like these are things that humans have carried with them for thousands of years we're meant to use them all the time they're not poisons they're incredibly they're incredibly friendly so as as you learn more about herbalism and what works for your body, and like that's the thing about herbalism is that it, it, it allows each of us to become experts on what we need. Um, and then we can make really informed decisions with the help of others about 
how to, um, you know, work toward even more care. So, yeah, so I can't keep exploring. <laughs> no, not on the things in your kitchen. I've, okay. the, on the herbs that you just named, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Okay, that's good yeah. to know. I will be putting yeah. a lot of chives and sesame seeds on something when I eat yeah. that again today. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right, guys. So Christine, Christine, we are going to be taking this to the next segment. We do have to go to NPR News right now. So if you'd like to talk to Christine Buckley, the author of Plant Magic, if you have a question for her, call 313-577-1019. We will return right after news from NPR and a local update from the WDET Newsroom. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station your connection to news, music, and conversation, and this is Culture Shift on the air. It's 1 o'clock. Welcome back to Culture Shift here on 1019 WDET. Hope you are having a good Monday afternoon out there. I'm Amanda LeClaire, and we are returning right now to talk to Christine Buckley. She is the author of Plant Magic, Herbalism in Real Life, and it is a upbeat and informative guide that lays the foundations for an at-home herbalism practice. We've also been taking your calls. If you have any questions for Christine about how to grow herbs or how to use them medicinally, 313-577-1019 is the number to call and we are returning now to christine hey christine hi thanks thanks for having me thank you so (laughs) much for staying on the line there through the news now before we get to some of those calls um i really want to ask you uh, one of the things in the book that you really emphasize is the importance of building relationships with plants can you uh, expand on that a little bit yeah i think um there's 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 a importance to knowing and to observing and to practice paying attention. Um, So if we can learn to do that with plants, if we can learn to identify them, kind of understand the environments in which they like to grow, and then have an understanding of their relationship to our ecology, then that informs the decisions we make about purchasing them, growing them, um, decisions we make about picking them in the wild, And then the more we know about them and how they function um, as plants in the world and then also in our bodies, the more that tells us about ourselves and what we need. So it's kind of a a lens into the natural world of which we are a part and also a way to look at ourselves from a different perspective. All right, we've got a call from Laura in Clawson. Laura, are you there? Hey. Hey, Christine. How are you? Hi, Laura. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. So like a lot of folks, I've had a definite uptick in these virtual happy hours, just trying to keep connected. Um, So now that I'm responsible for making my own cocktails, which are usually gin-based, I'm wondering if you have any ideas for DIY tinctures or other ways to integrate that plant magic into our cocktails or sodas at home. Yeah, for sure. Um, One of my favorite things to do is to make syrups, herbal-infused syrups. They're friendly to alcoholic beverages as well as non-alcoholic beverages. So... Um, plants that I'm looking to like right now in early spring would be violet flower. There's a recipe for violet syrup in my book. Um, you can also make a really simple, you know, there's, um, what's it called? Creme de violet, which you can make yourself with like some orange peels and vanilla extract and violet flowers and vodka, put that all together and fuse it for a few weeks. And then you have that a substitution for something that you would buy in the store. But also it's great to make like a mint simple syrup, a rosemary simple syrup. Um, you can do thyme. What like what else is growing outside? Catnip. Um, 
You could do more flowers, like once roses come. You could even do something with lilacs. Um, I think looking to edible flowers is great. And then also two things in the mint family for simple syrups. Hey, Christina, uh, just a quick question here. What is the medicinal um, uh, value of catnip for humans? Catnip? Yeah. Catnip is in the mint family. Um, and one of the things that I love about mints is, so, so they're aromatic. Like we know this about a mint. It's, you tear the leaf, you walk by a mint plant, you can just, you're kind of like almost overwhelmed with its scent. And, and that action is really good for dispersing heavier emotions. So in particular, catnip works to help alleviate the stress and anxiety we feel in our stomach. Like, um, when when we when we notice that our digestion is a little bit messed up, then that can kind of lead to like some clues that we're probably experiencing some kind of stress and anxiety. And catnip is really good at dispersing that stress and anxiety that ends up in our digestive system. Wow, very interesting. How does yeah. it compare to ginger? Um, so ginger is what I really the thing the way that I like to think about ginger is that it's a really good circulatory medicine. It's really good at moving stagnation and it's especially good at getting our blood out from the center and to our periphery. So um, that that can be helpful in releasing something hot like a fever, but it can, it, so in one way it can cool you down by helping you to release heat. But in another way, if you're a person like me who tends to have like cold fingers and cold toes and a cold nose, then ginger is really good at getting your blood to those places. Keeping things moving. Yeah. Okay. Again, we're talking to Christine Buckley. She is a Detroit-based herbalist, a professional cook, and author of Plant Magic, Herbalism in Real Life, which is available right now. We've got a couple more calls uh, coming in. If you have a question for Christine, give us a call at 313-577-1019. But we are going to go to Arlinda in Bloomfield right now. Arlinda, thank you so much for calling Culture Shift. Hi. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon. Yep. I like to cook, and I like to cook with herbs. So my question is, what do you recommend for me growing my herbs at home? Do I need to start with seedlings? Do I need to buy plants? And where can I get some information on how to do this successfully? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, my, I, you know, starting seeds at home is great. It depends on how much space you have and how much time. But this is the time of year also where farmers are selling the seedlings that they've developed. And um, I think especially now it's a really great way to support our local farmers is to buy um, the beginnings of plants from them. Um, I would encourage, in terms of like which plants you should buy, get the ones that you use most often um, and that also grow well in whatever kind of soil and setup you have. If you're going to grow in your yard, if you're going to go and contain, grow in containers, um, that'll change which which plants you are going to purchase. And my favorite resources for learning about plants to grow in any region are like local master gardener clubs, um, local extensions. Uh, usually, there's classes like through local nurseries, and I'm sure a lot of these places are figuring figuring out how to do things online. Um, Farmers Almanac is a great resource, and also local herbalists in your community and local farmers. Okay, that sounds good. That's a good. Yeah, start. great. All right, thank you so much thank for you. calling, Arlinda. Bye bye. 
Hey, Christine, I have one question for you as well. So if you are out, uh, you're not growing your own herbs, but maybe you're out in, you know, a state park, you know, looking for some. Are there ways to know which are um, uh, like might be from a bad soil or might be not healthy to 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 use? Yeah. um, In general, uh, you know, where there's no way of like really looking at soil to know if there's lead in the soil or if you're on a super fun site, unless you already have that information, like there's no way just by looking that you'll necessarily know. But in general, it's good to um, gather plants away from power lines and railroads because we know that herbicides and uh, will be administered there away from waste zones and also not downhill because water's going to run downhill. It's going to bring anything with it, good and bad along the way. Um, so just like how we were talking about earlier, paying attention to plants helps you kind of understand more broadly about your environment. And if you're interested in gathering plants, if you're interested in looking for invasive species to pick and bring home, um, then you'll have to you'll have to do some work to understand kind of like the history of the land around you and also what's happening happening currently, which is a really great way to get more informed about what's going on. All right, Christine, we're going to take a few more calls. Beverly in Detroit is on the line. Beverly, you there? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, Beverly, uh, you say you're a diabetic. What was your question for Christine? Yes, uh, I was recently, I'm 74 years old, and I was recently, in the last couple of years, uh, diagnosed with diabetes. Um, I don't want, I don't, I've seen what happens to people that take the medication, and I haven't been taking the medication. I've been trying to do about diet and supplements. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to know um, what herbs and supplements um, would you uh, um, recommend? And I know how I, you know, I know how to get them, but I just want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing. Yeah, I would love, I would love to be able to tell you which plants that okay. you should you should use. But um, mm-hmm. the herbalists really think about a whole person and not necessarily just about the diabetes or just yeah, about whole- whatever other thing thing you're experiencing. So I would really encourage you to find a local herbalist and work with them because they okay. can, if they need to, they can, they can talk to your doctor and along with you, they can, um, they can help you think through some of the information and then how to work holistically to move your body in, in a more healthful direction. Okay. Well, I have been doing that and I do have some supplements that I'm getting online, but since this is something that I was interested in and, and in this book, I was just thinking it might be just a few little secrets that they're not telling me, okay? Yeah. So, uh, all right, then. So uh, I can get the book where? Um, you can, it's, it's available at Source Booksellers in Detroit, um, and it's also available through the publisher, Roost Books, on the Internet. R-U-T-H? R-O-O-S-T, Roost Books. Oh, Roost, Roost. Okay, yeah. Roost. Yeah, Roost. Beverly. Thank you very much. It was nice talking to you. Thank you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks for Bye-bye. calling, Beverly. All right. Uh, Christine, we are going to have one more caller for you right now. Cynthia in Detroit has a question for you. Cynthia? Uh, hi, Christina. Thank you so so much for your valuable information. Would you have any yeah. tips for someone who has hypertension in terms of herb usage? I'm sorry. I couldn't quite understand what you said. Oh, I wondered if you had any helpful herb tips for someone that's dealing with hypertension and on medication. Oh, yeah. Same answer for Beverly. Um, when it comes to folks who are on medication or experiencing a, a more specific illness, it's, I unfortunately, I can't um, just kind of name plants. 
there's things that we would have to talk about and look at. And then also, if you're on medication, an herbalist is always going to want to talk to your doctor. Um, and then that means more support for you, which is really great. So I would encourage you to find a local herbalist. Well, Christine, I think what, what, what the message really is there is that, you know, herbs, as powerful as they are, you know, can't be just taken lightly. Yes, it's true. And that, um, you know, everyone is unique. And the cool thing about plants is that what works for me might not what might not work for you. And what works for someone else might not work for me. It's, it's a wide world of plants. And um, it's a safe way to take care of yourself. But it does have to be done carefully and thoughtfully and specific to the person who's looking to work with them. All right. Well, thank you so much, Christine. We've been talking to Christine Buckley. She's a Detroit-based herbalist and the author of Plant Magic, Herbalism in Real Life. Uh, Thank you so much for joining the show today. Thanks so much for having me. This was so much fun. All right. Have a great day. You're listening to Culture Shift here on 101.9 WDW.